Yeah, it's good to be together and good to good to be thinking of a season ahead of connecting and yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you guys went with uh we we're we're week what are we week 7? 8? No, 7 this week. We're finishing week 7. Next week's week 8 of the Never Alone series and kind of doing some doing some pieces together on that during the week for those who have jumped into that and uh I was encouraged again sort of by this place this week of sort of sitting in the idea of what are some of the walls that are built up in my life that are robbing me of closeness or intimacy with God, either seen or unseen, you know, things that I'm aware of that I go, actually, I think that's holding me back or pieces of the puzzle that actually I just didn't realize, but I think that is causing me to stand at a bit of a distance. And yeah, James is going to share a little bit with us about the content from the week. Curtis is going to come and bring some reflections out of how this has uh, blessed him this week. We'll take some time to chat about all that in our rooms. If you haven't touched a single day this week, we promise you're going to get something valuable. I, for the first week, didn't complete the content. So total honesty, confession. Hannah and I were talking about it on the way in this morning. It was like I got to day four, missed day five. But I'm going to loop back to day five. Day five this week was a Hannah and I and Lila were all talking about it. We all went, actually, we parked at day four this week. All three of us didn't get day five done. Day five is kind of an opportunity to invite Jesus to come and help us see something. And uh, yeah, I feel like maybe I need to loop back to that. So anyway, that's for me. Content. And it's, it's true. Like sometimes we can beat ourselves up for coming to this God relationship and going, it's supposed to be something more than what it is. I've got to sort this out, or this needs to be closer than what it is, or somebody else talks about God in terms that I don't relate to, or that seems more intimate than what I know, or gosh, I don't hear things like what Leela does, or like what Ali does, or, you know, we can get these feelings built up and not know what to do, or, 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 or even that there's reasons for it. And I think, you know, really this week is about saying, you know, it's reasonable that it's reasonable because there's reasons. And, and when there's reasons for things and we can come to understand them, then it's our opportunity to receive something into them. And it's, it's like maybe it's the first time we've considered that actually when I tolerate bitterness or unforgiveness or judgment toward someone, that's actually going to make it harder to come close to God. Because those are places and spaces that put walls up that go, no, I'm going to decide for myself. And yeah, I, think, I think you put it really well, James, that... You know, when we come to a place where we go, I think there's something more in this relationship. And actually, maybe there's something I can do about some of these walls. It's real permission. And so, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, at the end of, of what you shared, there's nothing that'll separate us from God's love on his end. But when I choose to move away and hold things that take cause me to take a step back, and, and those aren't our things to sort, there are things to receive help with. And so let, let's, yeah, as James said, let's take, take a bit of time here and talk about how we experience walls in our relationship with God and, you know, what are things that, ways that we've experienced things that have kept us at a distance or even success that we've had in going, actually, things really changed for me when I did this. Um, yeah, let's, let's take a minute and chat about it in our groups. Like, what is it, you know, what is it that uh, changes the reality of bringing God closer and what are, what are ways that we've experienced walls in our relationship what are things that we've seen sort of help those come down? So cool. We'll uh, we'll throw up a timer for fifteen, and uh, everyone's all right. We can we're we're hearing we're here. Landed. Thanks. Thanks, Sophie Mars. I just that was a really moving song. I'm 
bit I'm a bit caught in the lyrics actually. Wherever I go you're you find me, you're already there, and I know darkness is nothing. My Lord, the safest I've ever been is trusting my heart to you. This is a big statement. Yeah. Not always sure that not always sure that that's true. I want it to be true. The safest place I've ever been is trusting my heart to you. I sure I sure want that to be true. And um and I do think that I have experiences of that that are that are true and real. I also think I have experiences of that that or hurt and pain that makes it really hard for that to be real. Yeah, we were talking about some of that earlier, but it's good to be together. Walls. Well, I um the dream is to not take too much time, but that we can just be discussing this. Amen. Amen, says Brad. Not too much time. I just feel like, I feel like in some ways, um, I feel like in some ways this week was is my week. It's my story. It's I really connect to it for me. And, um, and I probably, I have some poignant pictures in my life around walls, and I've shared them maybe before or at least i've shared them with brad and he said well this i think this is your your week a few weeks ago and i was like oh the walls week that doesn't sound super fun but whatever <laughs> and then you know but as we get up to it it's kind of like well pictures of this and actually it wasn't it wasn't this isn't a challenge it's not it's not a challenge the challenge of this week is to how to succinct it into a few minutes that would lead us to some helpful discussion. That's the challenge, because the relating to this is not difficult for me, but I can remember a time when, not so long ago when it was really difficult for me. And I did not really like this idea of walls, and I didn't like that, that they existed in my life. Um, when somebody comes along in your life, or when you start to feel like maybe a walls, that I've put up things, I've erected things between, I know it's a terrible word, but, it's a, it's a poignant word. Things between me, when I've created a barrier, put up things between me and God or me and other people. Um, um, like, that's not something, for me, that's not something I want to see. I do not want that to be true. And for me particularly, because I love people and I love relationship. I love being with people and I want to be around people and I want to be with whoever you are. And, and if you're an amazing God who is an amazing person, I want to be with you too, God. Right? Like that's kind of me. Like I'm kind of a default w want to be with you. Right? And so, so the first thing for me was to learn to identify that there might be some walls. Um, and then actually probably from there go, well, wh why is it so hard for me to see what they are and why they're there and why they exist? And I really struggle with that. But the Lord gave me some really strong pictures, and um, my notes keep jumping to the top, and I'm really annoyed by that. I'd like it to not do that. So I keep having to scroll down to the bottom. Um, they can be hard to see, and I guess, I guess um, you know, James shared a little bit about it, and we learned a little bit about, like, fear and shame and pride all sort of mixing themselves together um, caused me to not want to see. And 
so I often find with walls, especially when I, when even when I got into this week, I could feel that it was a little bit of an older twinge. I'm not, I'm not saying I've dealt with it because I don't, I don't feel so, so arrogant to think that. But I, it felt like an older twinge that said, um, that said there probably are walls or like um and and I felt this old twinge that was like really like maybe not that many. Or really, maybe they're not that high, or maybe they're not that bad, or you know, whatever. There's this old pride in me that goes, I don't want that to be true. I'd really like that to not be true, so I don't have to deal with it, so I don't have to look at it. So if you're anything like me, the the start of this is uncomfortable, and it makes me uncomfortable, and it makes me want to say, no, it's not really a thing. And that, and that to me, fortunately, I feel like the Lord's taken me on a journey of these walls that have been a place of curiosity, which I think that word before and i think is probably the most helpful word for me are there some things that separate me from other people are there some things that separate me from my wife me from my kids me from god i think remaining curious is important and it helps pull down the pride that says i don't want that to be a thing so it's not a thing so just don't worry about it yeah so that's that's kind of a start starting place for me, and then and then secondarily on that, I think I need people. I actually need help with this. I need my people, not just any people. Now there is a benefit to just having reflections of this. So, um, like for instance, like somebody comes into your life and says, "Hey, like you're doing that wrong," and then you lose your mind at them, right, or something. Like I would never do that, but you know. Or like you just like hate them for some reason, or or sometimes even just like Daniel Anders gets on the TV and your blood boils, or oh, oh sorry, that's probably sensitive triggers triggers for people. Sorry, sorry. Um, I just sometimes people people are probably some of the best reflections because if I stop and get curious about why am I reacting this way, I can start to self analyze right, and that help me see walls. I feel like for me particularly. Um, though the most healthy or helpful thing is to have somebody my people say, hey you're not acting like you i have a few people in my life like that sometimes it comes off really nice sometimes they'll say you're not acting like me or acting like in or acting like her yeah either is helpful yeah fair enough um she she'll say you're not acting like yourself and most and sometimes that is in a really loving way a helpful way sometimes that's a an argument but either way the the um yeah and and sometimes the most helpful i am just getting like pummeled by heat i just i am i feel like i'm in a sauna i am just thank you i don't know what's happening anyway um there um where was I? Oh, yes. Um, so, I, but I need my people. I need my people. And whether my people are great at reflecting it to me or half good at it or really gentle and great at it, I do need people that love me in my life to say, hey, you're not acting right. You're not acting like yourself. And that's another, that's another thing where I think um, for me in pride and not wanting things to be true, I build walls between me and people, right? And sometimes finding out the walls between me and God is a little bit more abstract. Finding the walls between me and people isn't that hard. I just look around at who I'm running from. <laughs> Sometimes that's helpful. 
Or I look at my people and I say, are my people able to talk to me about things? Are they able to correct me? Are they able to see things in me? Am I a, am I a receptive person to correction? Yeah. So I, I find that, um, I find that I need people in my life and, you know, I look around this room and I see some of my people and I'm like, oh yeah. And I, we need people that can help us who are mature, who have torn down these walls in their own life to see the walls in my life. And I, and it, and I know scary thing, uh, and has its own journey with it. That's been true. I've needed people to help me see. There's a, there's a picture that I'd like to wrap up with just around, for me, around um, this idea of walls in my life. And I felt like the Lord came to me in my life in, in addressing some things. I felt, um, yeah, my people came to me and said, you are not being yourself. What is the deal? And this has come in layers for me, and the Lord continues to remind me of a picture. But um, I saw myself sitting behind a... Um, a prison wall. And for me, this was a uh, fear of failure and of shame. And so this was a wall of failure and of shame. If any of you have addressed a wall of failure and shame in your life, first of all, it finds its way woven throughout your story a lot. comes up in all sorts of places. It comes up in work, in friendships, in family, in responsibility. I don't know. Fear of failure and shame in my life has just woven its way through. And the Lord continues to work with me. And, he, and he's, he's doing all sorts of, he's moving slow with me, but he's kind of coming at it from different angles. And he's chipping away at me. And I'm, I'm more thankful for that today than maybe I've ever been. But this was another dealing with failure and shame. And it was causing me to pull away and act in defense of myself. And so I wasn't acting like myself. I was acting a bit cold. I was cutting myself off. I was pulling away. I was not interested in dealing with um, my people. And so my hey, what's the deal with Curtis? He's not being Curtis. He's being, yeah. And so that was the, that's the first thing that got me started with this. And I went to the Lord with it. And, and I felt like he showed me a picture of me sitting behind this big wall. And for me, the wall was so massive. It was just this huge wall. It was cutting me off. And I didn't even really know what was on the other side. All I know is I belonged there. This is my rubble pile. This is the thing. And I was slowly building my wall higher. I, I was sitting on a pile of rocks. And I would take a rock and I would go and I'd just build it on top of this wall. And the wall was substantial by this point. It was, it was massive to the point where I couldn't really see out. People would come to visit me at this wall and try to talk to me. But it was like we were yelling over the wall. It was difficult. It was like there was some communication, but it was difficult. And I was happy to be on my side. And actually, I felt quite safe and protected somehow. And, that, and he and it showed me the pictures involved for me, but as he showed me, I could see that it was a prison. It was a prison, and as I began to see it, I began to get really overwhelmed. Like I'm in prison, and I'm building my walls higher. This is weird. This is so weird. And I was just like, oh no! And my whole life, we were talking about this in the opening group. Hannah was sharing. This. It starts to feel like your whole life might be wrapped. Picture, and this one like fear and shame does this to you. It really takes over your whole life and goes, you are fear and shame. Like, this is your whole existence, right? And, and so I began to see, but then 
as I sort of zoomed out from the picture, I was like, oh, this is a prison. It's a massive prison. It's all around me. I could just see that it was like just this one wall. And actually, the rest of it was all kind of crumbled down. And all of a sudden, I realized I'm not in a real prison. There's no one around guarding it. It's literally me building my walls. Yeah? And I looked over and saw this, like, little tiny door. And there was something written on top of it. And I didn't know what it was. It was sort of this vision God gave me. I went running over to the to the door and it was like it was open and on top of it it said grace i know we've had pictures of it in this song we sing this morning and i know i know that we know religiously that there's grace but i think sometimes behind these walls that we build we forget of the god who's on the other side and what he has for us on the other side. And for me, I kind of forgot. Like, this is safer in here. I'm protective. No one can hurt me. No one can get me. I am better off here. This is the resolve that you have behind your walls. That's the point. That's what we're talking about. And so he says, here's this wall. Grace, and I, and it was offensive to me. I felt, I felt offended. I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. I'm trapped here. Like, I need a lifting out of here. You know what I mean? Like, you need to bust down my walls. And I felt like he was just saying to me, this isn't about me coming and breaking down your walls. This is about you stepping outside the, your walls. You've built this. I'm not here to smash you. I'm not here to bring the bulldozer through. I'm actually here to just to show you that you have the keys, that you have a door, you have an option. And so for me, I walked outside the walls, and, and, and there was a picture of... Um, open fields and beauty and dancing with Jesus. It was sort of this weird, like, it was a really cool picture for me at the time. And I woke up this morning having no recollection of this song. I woke up this morning singing this song in my head, and I was just so weirded out. I was like, what is this song? This is right from back camp days. This is like, oh, man, I just had this song in my head. It was rolling, and I was like, what is it? What is it? I tried to find it. Anyway, it's Big Daddy Weave. Yep. Big Daddy Weave, Fields of Grace, old school. You can look it up. But, man, Big Daddy Weave, Fields of Grace. And I just wanted to read it, and then I wanted to read a scripture before we go into groups here. I, this was a song in my head this morning. There's a place that I love to run and play. There's, I'm not going to sing it if you thought I was going to sing it. You can look it up. There's a place that I love to run and play. There's a place that I sing new songs of praise. Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace. There's a place that I lose myself within. There's a place that I find myself again. Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace. There's a place where religion finally dies. There's a place that I lose my selfish pride. And for me, the, the picture of the door was to give up my place of protection. And what I was so afraid of is what I would find outside that door. And if you're anything like me, it's terror to walk outside that grace door because it means I have to leave behind this. And that is my whole life. And I've done this my whole life. And you, this is the wall that I've built my whole life. And you can't just tell. It's so offensive to pride and to a religious thing that says I've earned it and I'm, I have to strive it. If I'm getting out of this prison, I'm going to build myself a freaking ladder and climb over it. You know what I mean? You cannot just offer me an out. Do you know what I mean? This is the offense of religion and pride, right? But as I release that and say, hey, religion and pride, you can suck it and sit back there. I'm just going to walk out this door. 
there's a God that I find and there's a, there's a discovery that I can find in fields of grace that um, is freedom and opportunity. And don't get me wrong, I find myself walking right back through that door to find myself in that prison because that is habitually where I've been in my life. And I continue to find a God who says, hey, so when you're done, like adding the, like just feel free to exit. Yeah, you don't have to live here. You don't have to live there anymore. And so, so I'm, I'm finding more and more, more and more comfort in walking out that door and just saying, well, I'll just receive it then. Yeah. Then, um, then staying in behind. So I just wanted to read this last scripture as I wrap it up and then Brad's can come sit with me or something. I see him. <laughs> Romans 5, 1 to 2. Romans 5, 1 to 2 in the message says this. By entering through faith into what God always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him, we have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. And that's... That's my opportunity. That's our opportunity to walk outside the wall. The first thing I have to do is pride and religion and striving. Yeah, but if I'm willing to do that, I think I'm, I'm in for a discovery about what God can do for me. Yeah. Man, this is so good. Like, just appreciate your story. I mean, there's a few things that stood out to me. I mean, the first thing, you know, is... Uh, when God showed you a wall in your life and showed you behind your wall, the first thing he did was showed you a door called grace. You know, I think what a powerful picture that God didn't rip down the wall that you felt like you still needed, but gave you a door in the wall to start practicing what it looked like to come out and go back behind and come out out, and go go back back. behind. (laughs) I think that's a very powerful picture because we can get all too aggressive in tearing our walls down because somebody told me I should. That's right. But the heart of God is so gentle and so patient that he'll give you a door and say, it's okay, we're not ready to tear the wall down, but how about come out for a little while and see what it's like and then go back when you need it. You know what? A beautiful picture. Mm. I just think we can... We can get so caught up trying to sort it all and resolve it all, but God will give you a door and let you take it at your Learn pace. It. You know, yeah. what, a, what yeah. a beautiful picture. I think the other thing that you were sort of sharing at the beginning that I really loved is that sometimes walls are hard to see. And sometimes I find them first in my natural relationships. Yeah. You know, that these relationships are a reflection of this relationship. You know, and that we need people who will stick in with us when walls in my life leave me sitting in things I wasn't made to sit in. Mm. You know, and not so that our people can pick on us, but because uh, we have a heart to fight for each other. That's right. And not so that you can sort yourself out or tear your wall down or clean your act up, but but because there's safe relationships where we can find... Wall, because walls are hard to identify. They are. Yeah, and I really liked what you said in that, that actually I don't really want to see my walls because mm. they're here for a reason. And if we could just leave them all alone, that, that would be nice. But the truth is we don't like where we are, but we don't know how to get somewhere else either. Mm. You know, and yeah, I really love what you shared this morning. Thank mm. you. And just, you know, this is your story. Mm.
know, your story is continues uh, to be, yeah. An incredible man stepping out into all that he's made to be and leaving behind stuff that's boxed you in. You know, that's a, that's the truth. I see that in your life. So, yeah, thanks for sharing honestly and vulnerably this morning. Appreciate that picture and man, I just love that idea of the door of grace in the wall. Mm. You know, what a beautiful thing to leave us with. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a minute and we'll 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 th- throw it to rooms for twenty and just have uh, some time to talk about this idea of walls and our people and how do we see them and how do we come to discover that there's stuff holding us back from more of what God desires to have with us and for us and yeah thanks for sharing yeah all right thank you jump into rooms we'll come back for some worship I just feel like I feel like. I- I feel like I would like to chat more and uh, that your rooms, maybe in your rooms, maybe you feel like, oh, we're just done. But I just feel like we could just chat more about this. And I feel like we're just touching surface about being a people, especially especially this idea of being a people that can stand in and stay in for each other and can hold on to. What's up? Oh, your pick. Oh. Marcel's dropped his pick in my my pick in my guitar. No, we're shaking. I'll help you get it. I'm 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 a maestro. Well, we uh Yeah, and I think as as the Lord sort of brings um walls to mind, I think I think we can take courage from the fact we were just sharing about a little bit about like have you seen walls come down in your life? And I mean, even as we go to lunch and spend a little bit more time here, even in worship, would you just consider where the Lord has begun broken down walls in your life, just even as we worship? I just think, I think sometimes these, these topics can be um, uh, heavy and a bit weighted and a bit like, oh man, walls and walls feels like it's going to take over my life and like, oh, I must be terrible because I got all these walls. And that's not the effort either. I think, I think, um, the Lord, we are all here because he has broken down walls. He has saved us from things. He is, he is doing it. And, um, and we can, I think we all have stories of that and testimony of that. And so, and if you don't, then, um, lean into somebody who does, um, get around people who do and start having the chats with them because there, there have been all sorts of things broken off. And um, if you are new to our family or if you haven't been around very long, uh, start asking stories. Well, what kind of walls have you seen come crumbling down? Because there are some gooders around the place. And um, and it would be great to remind ourselves of it. So even as we go into this worship and as we sit in these things, let, let the Lord sort of um, confirm and affirm he's still the God of breaking down walls and he's not in control yet and he's not stopping. He's coming uh, and he is a gentle, kind, and uh, and a God who's not afraid of the long game as we talked about this morning. One that can sit in and stays in with us. And we also want to be a people that sit in and stay with each other on this journey. Um, and so let's be those people today. And Anyway, let's worship and, and then Brad will come and and uh, set us up for our final week of Never Alone. Isn't it crazy mm. to think? It is crazy to think. I just, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to give me the mic again, so I just want to say thanks. <laughs> I just want to, normally I have a guitar and I can just do whatever I want, but no, um, I just want to say thanks to Brad and to James for all the 
for all the effort and for all the lean-ins. I know what it's cost you, and maybe I don't. And um, I'm just so thankful to you and James for the extra bits too, and just and just uh, the battle through to get us um, what I've now come to refer as a cold drink of water on a real hot day. Yeah, that's what I've needed. Thank you. And um, yeah, I'm sure looking forward to one more week of it together. And I'm sure looking forward to the fact that it's just there for me. And I can reach to any one of these things at any time. Any one of these days can serve uh, a morning spent with Jesus. And so I'm really, really thankful for that. Anyway, let's think. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, grateful for a chance to go on a journey together as a family, even if your intersection with this has been just Sunday mornings. I'm grateful for that. Or, and people who have been in it during the week, I'm grateful for, you know, the heart of God to come close to us. And, you know, this week, that's really what we're talking about. What is the, what's God's purpose in relationship? Because sometimes I think, you know, we get twisted up in feeling like this thing's about a whole lot of things. Like there's a lot of relationships in my life that are about what they can get from me. You know, when we enter into an employment relationship, it's about offering something. And sometimes we treat God like a boss who's got a job for us. And that's really what this is about, that he could get something from us. And is that his purpose? Well, what's his purpose in this relationship? And, you know, really throughout the course of this week, we talk about the fact that honestly, he's the most relational dude I could ever encounter. And he wants to be close to me. And first and foremost, that is his sole priority. And it just feels like that's too much. But when I think about Ella, you know, I think this is an uncomplicated relationship for me because I just love being with her. I just love being close to her. And, and I think my God in heaven, my Father in heaven looks at me the same way. And I think first and foremost, this whole thing is just about relationship. In day two, we look at that he wants us to give us an existence free from fear. This relationship with him is about dispelling all fear, that we would no longer have to live under a spirit of fear. Yeah, that's an invitation. Now on day three, it's really connected to day two. We talk about the fact that God's purposed relationship with him, that we would have a safe home, that we would have a safe place to belong. Hmm. And that it's his heart that his kids would know his home. Yeah. And day four, we're going to talk about the idea that... Uh, God's got a purpose on our life and that in relationship with him, we truly fulfill a purpose that he's breathed into existence and that that is the fruit of flowing in a relationship with him. It's not a task to do. It's not a job to fulfill. It's not something he needs from us. It's what happens when I live in a love relationship with him. Something incredible happens in my life and I find my existence full of purpose in a way I never could have imagined. We're going to finish up the week by just taking some time to thank God for what he's done in our hearts over the course of this study and uh, reflect back on a few of the things that we feel like are the humdingers in our own world. But I'm looking forward to this week. It really fulfills, you know, it, it, it really is the landing point of the whole eight weeks, which is what what's this all about? And uh, at the end of day five, talks a bit about well, where to from here? What's God got for us now? Because what we know is that a relationship with God isn't about doing a study. It's about living a life. And uh, what's he got for us? What's he doing? What's he calling you into? What's he moving you towards? And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to this week. And...